Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Danny Meringue. Dusty Bun? Dusty Hera. I've been really busy trying to save the world from Russians and monsters. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader. <laughs> of course you have. 1080. I want to hear it. The Fan. Hour number three here on Danny and Dusty on O. Check my watch. Wednesday afternoon, because I don't know what day it is. Throw, throw a day off uh, for a vacation. I'm, I'm, I'm already lost on most days, so... We, we drop a day, and I'm, I'm definitely cooked. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, which means we are less than a week away. It's almost here. 1080 The Fan invites you to play in the first annual yes. Fan Winter Golf Classic at X-Golf to Walton, X-Golf Vancouver. That is, again, this coming Tuesday. We you know, have passed the Tuesdays. You know how I told you I was going to not pick up a golf club? I did. You did? I did. Did you swing them in the house last night? No, 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 no. I went to the range this morning. Oh. The, or, no, I went this morning. Oh. Yeah, getting loosened up. I think that's what we'll call it. Mm. Actually, went uh, went okay. Didn't go as bad as you thought. No, mm. no, 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 no. It's uh, we are still in the process of a, of the draw and controlling the draw mm. because okay. I used to have a slice. Gotcha. Now it's over the other side. No, it's not over the other oh. side. It's a it's it's, it's control draw controlling. Okay. The draw. Okay. And I thought I would just completely disappear. It hasn't disappeared. I'm just working on getting it back in. It was okay. the first time back in a while. It, it, I think that's the first time I picked up a golf club since August. That's a long run. Mine was late November because I did the uh, I did the X Golf League with the uh, with the team. Here. Long run, but it felt good, and yeah. I'm excited for Tuesday now, which I, means it'll totally fall apart. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? I'm yeah. gonna bring my clubs in there, and it's gonna go sideways. Let's go. That's how we're gonna do it. Uh, they've just opened up a uh, two threesomes for the 4 p.m. round at X Golf Twalton. Let's go. And the new round is filling up fast. You can also choose from either the noon or 4 p.m. round at X Golf Vancouver. Dusty and I will be in Vancouver. Isaac and Souk in Twalton. The winning threesomes will win a free foursome at this summer's. 10th annual Fan Golf Classic. That's the summer golf. So if you win now, you win a foursome, which means you can invite one more stick for your fourth to make your scores better. There we go. See, you're picking up or putting down uh, for the for the tournament this summer. Uh, there will be food for all golfers from Victoricos. That's what I'm talking about. And Pearl Catering in the Irwin Restaurant Group. All <sighs> golfers will play the historic Pebble Beach Golf Course on The Sims. Uh, I've played it before. It's fun. 
Good. It's a fun little course. Hole in one. So go to 1080thefan.com to sign up and get more information. Thank you all for being us with us. We appreciate you. We love you. 1080thefan.com. Should be youtube.com backslash 1080thefan.com. Twitch.com backslash 1080amthefan.com. Or your Twister radio here on 1080amthefan. We got a uh, t- a YouTube comment from Pete. He hmm. said, uh, are we going to cover any of the baseball? We w- we're going to get, there's actual baseball news to be had today. So we will get to that yeah. in hour number three. Yeah, we will I'm excited for this, too. We will get to that here coming up. Uh, one of the things that um, came out of my conversation with Anthony Simons last night is everybody thinks that the, the, when I have these conversations because Ant and I have, have a relationship for six years, that it's going to be you know simple, easy, nothing really going to it. And I always try to challenge Ant a little bit. I, I'm not there to pull the screws to him. That's not what that's for. Um, but I do like to get things out of there that, you know, are pressing questions. Uh, I asked him about his defense and where he thinks that stands right now and the challenges this season has presented. But the one thing that seems to be on a lot of Blazers fans' mind, good, bad, or otherwise, is the position of head coach Chauncey Billups. And I asked Anthony Simons what he thought about Anthony Simons, or what he, Anthony Simons, what he thought about Chauncey Billups, good, bad, or otherwise, uh, through this last year. I don't think he's a bad coach at all. Like, everybody loves him. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know if, you know, Blazers fans have been, been saying stuff like, you know what I mean? Like, he's losing a locker room or something like that. But, like, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves, like, everybody's willing to run through a wall for Chauncey every single time. You know what I mean? So, it's not – I want to shut that down immediately because, you know what I mean? You got to you gotta take account what Chauncey has to deal with his whole tenure here. He's had a different team every year. A di- totally different roster, even at the trade deadline. So you might as well count two times every year. <laughs> you know what I mean? So not counting this one, we didn't really change t- uh, players, but every year we've had a new roster. I think that's a great point by Ant because that's what we kind of get lost with. We were talking about this with the Milwaukee Bucks in hour number one with there is an acclamation period when you have any new pieces coming in, whether it is stars joining up or it's even more exacerbated when you are lacking a true star in the NBA, like what we've seen for a year and a half now with the Portland Trailblazers, because they have been void of a true star once Damian Lillard was shut down last year. And when you add all of those pieces at the trade deadline and everybody's trying to work together, we talked about the gravity and how it's hard for the Bucks to... Mm -hmm you know, play differently and Dame play differently aside Giannis where those two guys have so much gravity to them. Well, the Portland Trailblazers are in the complete opposite yes. end of that spectrum where Ant is the only one who has it. It, it But even that is like, when you don't, how hard is it for him to play right now with Scoot on the floor? Mm-hmm. And we've seen those struggles where there it is insanely hard he's for playing, him to he's get loose. He's playing four on five because... Right now, Scoot's defender does not recognize him at the three-point line, and his defender's standing at the nail. And so what you have with Ant's defender is he can be more aggressive further away from the basket and, they're and take sending away his abil- ability to shoot. More often than not. So he's sending, they're sending two at him, and another help defender is standing in the middle of the lane. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh boy, this is going to be tough. And so what you have with this Blazers team is we all want the answers really quickly. Yes. And I, I think what you're hearing from Anthony Simons is when you're in this portion of a rebuild, what you want from a coach. All right. Are young guys improving? Yes. Yes. We've, and this just comes with 
Some of it may just be because they're playing more minutes and they're they're getting in the NBA and they're getting accustomed to the NBA. But and also, an acclimation. And this, this, but this is the thing that matters to me. He is putting guys out on the floor when they are ready and not before that. But he is giving them opportunities to show if they are ready or not. And if they're not, they get yanked. And they got the hook. Per- period. Point blank. The way he handled Shaden Sharp in his rookie year, he showed out in camp, went out on the floor, proved it. The the whole keep what you kill line. You play well, you get more minutes. Tamani Kamara started for this team. It, it was like, what, what? What? The guy you just traded for like three weeks ago is starting now? That's a rookie. That's a 50-second overall pick he's starting because he showed he was ready. And when it became a little too much for him, when the scouting report got out, what happened? Beep. Back to the bench. Back to the bench. And there is... So you have, are the young guys improving? Mm-hmm. They are, whether it is by acclimation or it is also development because we've seen guys take strides. And I think the biggest one is Scoot Henderson. Like we've seen Scoot Henderson, what he has been doing, especially the last month. Last 15 games is averaging 14 and four, shooting 44 35. And that is more than just him playing and getting used to life in the NBA. It's a point guard head coach developing him. And they are accentuating what he does well. And at the beginning, criticism, very fair. Because Scoot was I, terrible to start the season. In because they were trying to play a game that did not suit him. Yeah. And then they have adapted and they have it. adjusted. I go back to this. Chauncey Billups is doing the things right now. And then here's the here's the third thing when you have in a rebuild in a in a coach who's a young coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not young in age, but he's a young coach. Yeah, this is his third year as head coach. In his fourth year coaching, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I think. And look, in I'm not saying Chauncey's perfect, but I'm saying for what the Blazers need right now, I believe he's doing a good job. And I think the big one, and this is this is a huge one, when you're going through a rebuild, are the veterans getting antsy? Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon. They had the chance. They could have gone to Joe Cronin and said, "Hey, I'm not blaming get this my guy. Ass I'm out not of here. dealing with this. I don't want to go through this." Yeah. For Jeremy, I've been through this before, mm-hmm. and we have not. In fact, the players have said quite the opposite. Yes, especially Jeremy Grant. They want to play for Chauncey. Now, is Chauncey going to be the guy once they start turning the corner out of this rebuild? Different question. I don't know. But right now, will he have evolved to that point? I think what we're seeing is this team plays hard. Mm-hmm. They are not very good, but that is because the roster isn't complete. <laughs> it's got a bunch of holes in it. And Joe Cronin knows that. Chauncey Billups knows that. Hell, the, the players, players know, know that. that. And I asked Ant about that and about what it's like to lose and how to how to avoid that. And I was like, players don't like losing, right? Like, you're not – This he goes, no, God, no. Like, we have to know that this isn't the norm, but that we have to be working towards something and getting better and finding things. Hell, Ant credits Chauncey with saving his career. Really? Full stop. He goes, I didn't know what I was going to be. Who like Ant is a guy, and I, I think he's comfortable with me, with, with me to saying this, Ant was a guy who questioned whether or not he could be in the NBA just a couple years ago. Like, he just didn't know. Like, am I going to make it? Am I going to stick? Am I going to have opportunities? Like, am I good enough? Hell, last night on the show, he, he said he, he didn't trust his ability to hit NBA threes until after year three. He's one of the best shooters in the league. He goes, some nights it felt like I was shooting from two feet away. Other nights it felt like it was 30. And he credits Chauncey with coaching him hard and bringing it all to the center for him and, and saving his career. 
And this is going to be the big test is, all right, can they continue to make those strides, take the steps forward? But right now they are. And is it as fast as people would like? No, but this is what a rebuild is. This is what I said from the beginning. It was going to be a minimum of three years. And I do believe that we will see a a coaching change happen. It probably will. In a couple of years. In these rebuilds, that's typically what happens is you do see a change. The vitriol against Chauncey Billups is, uh, what are you going to bring in that's better? And, like, you can question the the way that he built his staff. Sure. Go ahead. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time, we may see adjustments to that that coming this offseason when you need to take another massive step forward next year. And I think next year is the one where you're going to find out if he's going to be the guy to lead this team out of the rebuild. And that's what's going to be interesting is see how this team looks this summer. It's going to happen right now. Though. They're going to make more changes, and he's going to go into another season with a very different team again. <laughs> so we'll see how, how what, what comes out of that and how things shake out, but it's been very interesting just going to see just ha- the difference between how a, a section of the fan base talks about Chauncey Billups versus what the players. And this is not Ant saying nice things because he's in front of a camera. That wasn't like a vote of confidence, a no. hollow vote of confidence. No. That was... That's a, that's only a that snippet from that segment. That, he gave about a three-minute answer that was unabashed endorsement well, wholeheartedly go, of Chauncey Billups. Go check it out. If you haven't, go look at uh, Jack Ramsey's you have it on YouTube, yep. and it's up right now. So go go watch a full thing. You, you can either watch it on YouTube or you can get it whatever you, wherever you get podcasts. There you so. go. Uh, coming up next, uh, baseball, relocation, <gasps> stadiums, Bum-bum-bum. Portland, more of it. Danny and Dusty, Danny the Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Gotta say, wrestling Wednesday, when you don't expect it, it can hit hard. This is this is this is epic theme music. This this is the the lead into every '80s montage. A little Mr. Perfect for you. Oh God, this is great. You know we were talking a couple weeks ago. Was it last week or the week before about how the uh, the jingles are dead? You need a good jingle. Mm-hmm. You also need some some good montage music. We haven't had good montage music in a while. Well, the '80s were just primed for that. Is it the synthesizer? That was, that was the peak. Yeah. Is, it, is it the synthesizer that brings it yeah. all together? Yeah, Mr. Perfect uh, also did not like him. 
Very punchable face. Yes. Very. Just, I feel like, like which just, just, mean, which just means that he played his character well. Oh, he he was a heel through and through, and I I loved every minute. I of feel him. like that era was basically defined by punchable faces. Yeah, he and well, greasy it was, hair. It was heels and heroes, and that's what you wanted. And so and many steroids. Him. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the Ultimate Warrior. Looking at him, he he is on so many steroids. Yeah, all the steroids. There's I, a reason why he was only 44 when he died. Yeah, I mean, you look at his face; he is full on Barry Bonds head. Sure is. It's quite incredible. Speaking of baseball. Like that transition? Oh, Barry Bonds head. Barry Bonds head. Transition. Got you there. Hey-oh, professional radio transition. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Another team is talking about relocation because their stadium is old. Have you heard this one before? Uh, yeah, we knew that this was going to be the big hurdle for Portland. And, you know, the Portland Diamond Project had, had always talked about this. Like, look, expansion was the key. They didn't want to rip a team out of another city. But also knowing that you are a pawn. Your leverage. Uh, for another city mm-hmm. to build a stadium there. Always. And what we heard over the weekend, Ken Kendrick, who is the uh, managing partner of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Chase Field, which doesn't seem like it would be that old, 27 years old. And, like, the roof doesn't open. They Because had, a cable doesn't work. They have leaks all over. Yeah. It, was, it It's a mess in there. Which is kind turns of out buildings in the desert, high maintenance. Yeah, well, yes and no. You, you would think maybe they would... Kind of weatherproof them for that? Yeah. Uh, turns out stadium's hard to do that with. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like they're getting like hit with like Shamal sandstorm. They're just getting baked in the sun. Well, haboobs. Haboobs come rolling through. Do they get haboobs running through yeah. through that part of Phoenix? Like, not all the time, but say, uh, yeah. You can get them every now and then. Did I, say, I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think they got them through Phoenix. But Kendrick is, is the Arizona Coyotes are, too. Well, that's a show of epic proportion. And their that's ownership entirely. is a complete disaster, yeah. but they're trying to the NHL get just a new trying stadium. trying to keep them there, and I don't know why. Just move them. Because they need teams out west. Desperately. Move them to literally anywhere in the west. Anywhere. Like, you can Portland. put that team in Mont... Like, honestly, yes. Put them... Put them a memorial. That is a no joke. That is a better proposition. Well, they play in a like I think it's a four thousand seat stadium. Yes, I was saying playing a memorial as old as it is is a better proposition than what they have right now. Yeah, um, but here we are, another Arizona team wanting a stadium. And Ken Kendrick kind of put everybody's attention up when he said this at spring training. Well, we 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 aren't having those conversations. There there are opportunities available. You know, there are other cities that would covet having Major League Baseball. I mean, like I'm, you know, speaking out of school to say that, and those names are they're prominent cities uh, that would love to have a Major League team. We're not in dialogue with those communities, but, you know, we, we are aware of what is going on. There, there is likely to be in time an expansion of our sport to a couple of additional cities. Cities are letting... Uh, MLB know their interest. Their interest in getting a team is specific. Uh, they would be happy with a brand new franchise, but they would certainly be very happy, you know, with frankly a successful existing franchise. It's not where we are spending time or energy. Uh, uh, we may run out of time in Phoenix. We hope that won't happen. Uh, you know, we're you know we're hard at it. We're continuing to have meetings. We've ramped up the. Uh, dialogue in every way that we know how, uh, and we'll continue to do that. We, we do. We do still. Uh, we do still have conversations with local interested parties. It's just a you know it's a math problem with anything, right? But we we still do take the phone calls and take the meetings. But we have been focused on on Chase. The business partner. Well, uh, 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 step in here. Put the pin back in that grenade real quick. Yikes! 
they've got stadium issues in Arizona. They are going to use Portland, Salt Lake City, Montreal, Nashville, Charlotte, and you could hear as the, a pawn. the exasperation of the the controlling partner of saying, "Yeah, no, we're we're still working towards this," but that didn't. I don't think that was just a ploy. This is a building that's twenty seven years old. They've already told them flat out they are not building a new building because it is an ungodly fortune to build a fully enclosed air conditioned building that can house enough people for baseball and to keep it cool. Yeah. It's 120 bleeping degrees. And this is going to be the big issue for Arizona. They're they're up now that it appears, you know, the A's and the Rays, their stadiums are starting to come to fruition. Well, maybe <laughs> with the A's. But there's always going to be another team that pops up. And that's why relocation is always been put on the back burner. But as spring training gets going and you start hearing all of this, we had five, five, six, five years ago, expansion was a real thing. And Major mm. League Baseball was considering jumping to 32 teams. COVID. And then COVID happened. And then it was like, hey, maybe this accelerates the process because mm. they want that influx of money uh, for expansion fees and just a new TV deal mm-hmm. and getting more money. Maybe expansion does make sense. It is slowed down. But 2029 still seems like a year where Rob Manfred wants to hang his hat on expanding Major League Baseball like, to 32 teams. Teams being ready to go. Not awarding the teams, but by 2029, teams are in play. That's five years away. Which That's five years away. Three years, which is the amount of time the, the, the lease expires in Arizona. Sounds like a long time when you're talking about this kind of stuff. That is no time. And is, that is no time at all. He wants to have, if you don't have teams ready to go, he wants to have an announcement where he can, because he said, I'm out after this five year run. Mm-hmm. If now it's all right, expansion is a real possibility. And if Major League Baseball expands, they are going to do one in the East and one in the West. That is what makes the most sense. Hell, they could do two in the West, and they still make sense. But if you look at the players, and ESPN just actually put out their annual, hey, team's looking for expansion. There, If you look at the West, Portland makes sense. There is a big player in Austin, San Antonio, which mm-hmm. that area is how, growing. How Austin does not have a professional sports franchise is beyond me because the amount of money in that community, that is Silicon Valley South. That it is nuts down there. That's a that should be viewed as a real threat. Yes. But what Major League Baseball wants to do is if you expand by two teams and add one in the West and one in the East, you want to have divisions of four. Mm-hmm. And regionally, it makes sense more to have Portland or Salt Lake Salt City Lake. out west because then all of a sudden you have, you know, the Say the AL West would look something like the Mariners, Portland, the Angels, the A's, and Giants. Portland. Yeah, AL West. The AL West would look that oh, way. Oh, sorry. Yes. In the, like, if they moved them to the NL West, then you're looking at the Giants, the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and Portland. I don't like that one that much. I think what you would have is more of a. How I you do the I 5. You would go. You would go four teams out west would be the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, and then Diamondbacks down south. Okay. You know, and just have your California 
California Arizona. League. Okay. In, down there, where three of the four and then have Portland California. travel like they do in, in NBA. Yeah, but AL West makes the most sense yeah. because of Seattle, the regionality of it, and then like an NL Mountain, and they would have four divisions or eight divisions of four teams and have these four team pods. Portland and Salt Lake City seem to be the ones that everybody out west is is talking about, and that is that's Salt Lake is probably the biggest threat right now because mm-hmm. they just launched a year ago their big league Utah yep. campaign. They already have a minor league stadium that they want to expand. They want to build a new ballpark. They have the infrastructure to do it already. But this is why, and they have a public face with billions. And, and this is why. The Portland Diamond Project, ha- still working behind the scenes, despite what people want to admit, Portland does make the most it sense. Does. It's the the largest city without more than one professional mm-hmm. sports franchise. And I say this all the time: Portland is not a bad sports town. It's not. It just has one one of the big three sports. But the three sp- at the top of the level in America that mm-hmm. we do have, everybody they back out. Everybody goes to Blazers. Thorns, Timbers, Timbers. games. Yeah. They, there's no question. You throw the Beavers, the Portland Beavers out here. Oh, people will on. go. Yeah, people will go. Come on, Redtail. But that is, and now that that's why the land deal is in. Make no mistake, all of these conversations they have ongoing with Major League Baseball. That Redtail announcement last month is, or earlier this month is exactly why you do it at that time, mm-hmm. right before spring training happens. You you have this. Hey. 164 acres. It would be the largest ballpark complex mini city that they're building now of any in all the major league. I was reading here that'd be twice twice the size of the battery, which is in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I went down to it. Dirt and I were roaming around. Both you guys were half in the bag. Absolutely thrilled about that place. It was one of the coolest things. Twice as big. Let's go. Sign you up. And there are there are real legs, and these conversations aren't going away. The Portland Diamond Project is here. I hope in the next five years we get this announcement. I'm not holding my breath on it because we know how these things go. But at the same time, look, Manfred wants to hang his hat as commissioner of baseball of expanding Major League Baseball to 32 teams. It's going to happen. I hope it's in Portland. Absolutely. I hope to God it's in Portland because how awesome would it be? Oh, you're kidding me? Selfishly, uh, that would be dope to cover. It would be. Imagine getting off air and be like, we're going to go cover the baseball game. That'd be great. I would be all about I'd that. I'd be all over going to the, to those games. And <laughs> sign me up for four <laughs> team pods in Major League Baseball, which would make sense. Oh, yeah, divisionally, yeah. It makes much the division scheduling and how up and look, travel, all that stuff. Some of the other some of the other areas that are in competition, like everybody brings up San Jose. Good luck trying to pry San Jose oh, out of this God, yeah. San Francisco Giants. Out of clause. their market? Yeah. They're not going to. Territorial money? rights yeah. are big. And that's insane money. And you move down in Portland, in the Mariners being in uh, Portland, being in the Mariners territory. Mm-hmm. That is a, a fight, but it ain't going to be one as big as no. just mere miles away, San Jose and San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for it. All right, coming up next, uh, from relocation to All-Star Games, could Portland get an NBA one? First, it's Big Kahuna Sports and Update. You ever had a Big Kahuna burger? Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Well, if this is an appropriate Hell music. Hell yeah. 
for the NBA All-Star game. I don't know what it is. The NBA. Appropriate? For yes. The, why? Because it's not going to happen. Uh, I was going to say, the, the NBA All-Star game is nothing close to Stone Cold. Oh, no, I was saying... I was saying in the sense of like it's never going to happen. You're, okay. You're 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 getting a stone cold response because the NBA has upped its requirements for a host city to host an NBA All-Star game. Oh boy. The Portland Trailblazers and uh President Dwayne Hankins are on record as wanting to submit a bid for the 2030 All-Star game. The hope was that the new hotels would be finished, that the updates to Moda Center would be done, that renovations around the arena would be done. Well, it doesn't matter. In the uh, Ooh, the rock, it doesn't matter exactly. See, Stone Cold Rock tying it all together. This is why three new requirements have been announced by the NBA 7,250 available hotel rooms and a minimum of three five star hotels. Three Portland just completed their second. Okay, so we're already out there. You're out by the hotels and you're out by the rooms. Okay. Okay. Number two, a convention center of six hundred and fifty thousand square feet. What are they doing of exhibition space? Why do they need that much space? The combined expo and convention center spaces are under six hundred thousand. About five hundred and fifty with the expo center and the convention center. And that's neither of them are even close singularly, and neither of them are right next to Moda. Well, convention center. Well, I give convention center. I mean, expo, expo center is nowhere. The bigger one is nowhere near Moda. Yeah, I don't. But why? Why do they need all that space? What do they need that do, space they for? They do all the marketing stuff and experience stuff there. They like it's a it's a big, big, big deal. Okay, use the Coliseum for the experience stuff, uh, and then you can use not the a ton of convention open space center. Unless you, unless you like push all the seats back and use well, the floor. Yeah. Do do all that experience stuff in there, right next to Moda Center, and then you have the convention center. I just don't understand why, like, what the hell they need all that space for. I mean, that is a vendor stuff, wild amount of space. The other part of this is that they also said is it also requires seventy five nonstop domestic flights and at least twenty international flights. Well, we've got a great airport. They're going to be hey, finished by twenty thirty. Yeah, that's supposed. How long have they been working on that now? I mean, you, it doesn't fit the criteria of all the flights leaving, but uh, we can we can I, make that I happen. I think it might be close. Are they seventy five nonstop? Because twenty international international is going to be dicey. Yeah, I, think, I, I bet no you. Idea. I bet you the nonstops are good. I bet you the international isn't. Okay. Twenty international flights a day. Golly! Well, all they're saying right now is that when you say that, my mind mind goes to L.A., Vegas, Vegas Houston, maybe Miami. Miami. That's where. That's where they want. They said we are not going to have snow at an All Star game again. Which it's interesting because Indiana, uh, Indianapolis fits this with the exception of the of the five stars. Did you know that Indianapolis doesn't have a five star? Oh, really? They have a crap ton of four stars. No oh, five stars. I didn't know that. Yeah. I can't say I've been up on my... I believe the nicest hotel Indianapolis in Indianapolis hotels. Is, is the Westin, which is a really nice four star. There's 66 domestics out of uh, PDX. See that? I mean, non, uh, Non-stop domestics. Mild expansion, you get that. That one's, that one's easier. The, yeah. the international, I feel like, is tougher. Okay. But this is... I don't know why they're just not doing it in Vegas. All stars should be in Vegas. Look, I would be dope to do it here for once. I think it'd be cool. I'd be all about it. It'd be fun to have everybody here. Um, there's a the when you're talking about the the expa- the space, the exhibition space, and the additional hotel rooms and all that. 
part of All-Star now is in, in NBA trying to grow the game. They sell these experience packages globally to these millionaires and billionaires that fly in from all over the world and do these meet and greets and uh, the NBA experience things that you can buy. Yeah. And they make a crap ton of money on them. Yeah. These, are, these are all done behind the scenes. You know, they, you don't go to Costco and book these. <laughs> You're not going to Costco to get... Well, maybe you are. Maybe you might you might get a flight package with a well, you know with a hotel like a two star hotel built in to Indianapolis. Well, tell me something I didn't already know: the city of Portland never going to get an All Star game. Now so, the NBA is just telling us flat out saying good bluntly, luck, never going to happen. Yeah, because right. I don't think they're ever going to get another three star here. I after wrong after watching it, don't want it, don't want it. No, no, don't. want I think it. it'd be kind of cool to to be able to to cover. No, I'm saying this right now. Selfishly, I, yeah. I'd, I'd want to cover it. I would too, but I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't want it wow. because I know I'm never going to have one, so this is going to be the, you can't dump me. I already dumped you. That's fair. I respect that position. Get, get out of here it's with a, that. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good play. Like it, it's, it's a fair card to play. That's right. You can't. Your heart can't be broken if you if you break it yourself. I'm already on. I, I, I We don't have like the international flights clearly lined out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we did the domestic flights, yeah. but it does look like mm, there's not 20 international flights leaving Portland every day. Yeah, you, we may you, we may get there by the time all these Canada and Los Los Cabos <laughs> flights get in Guadalajara. Anybody? I think no. I maybe saw Sean Hyken break it down or something, but I think Portland has about 11. 11. Yeah, that that makes, yeah. that makes sense. I'm looking at that. That's tracking right now with because the... most of the international flights you have to you have a connecting flight out of here. You either yeah. go to Seattle, San Diego, uh, uh, DFW. I'm counting seven for today, <laughs> or Denver slash New York, Baltimore. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how things go. All right, so Portland never getting an All Star game. Nope, not gonna perfect. Happen. Great. So there you go. Hear it. Put a nice little bell on that. Never getting baseball. Never getting an All Star. Womp 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 womp. All right, coming up, we'll put a nice little bow on today's show before we hand you over to Isaac and Souk, and uh, I'm sure they'll they'll just tell you how great it is that they're, Portland's getting baseball and an all-star. Danny and Dusty, Danny the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. My brain doesn't work sometimes. Hell. I just had to ask Dustin, who is this? Rowdy Roddy Piper. And I just, I totally, Rowdy Roddy Piper disappeared for like, I think as you get older, things fall out your ear hole that were once just earworms. And this was one of them. I was, until you said his name, I forgot his existence on this planet. God. No, it just happened. I got, wow, that's I got, sacrilegious I here. I got old right then and there. My goodness. I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to respond to that. It's, it's, he's a local legend. I need to. I need to dive back into my wrestling. Portland wrestling that's, that's zone. A, that's what you're telling me. Came here to chew some bubble gum and kick some ass. Looks like I'm about out of bubble gum. That's right. It's a great line. That's rust in the YouTube comment section today. Hell yeah, out Hell of bubble yeah. gum, whooping that ass now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lull of the professional sports calendar, right? No, here. NBA season is uh, just getting the swing. No, uh, I'm talking post-All-Star break. Mm. And this is the beauty of what the NFL does with their calendar, mm. is they have something... Always. Always. And, like, we just Commons got done... in, what, two weeks? Uh, I think it's... Isn't it next is week? Is it next week? I, I think believe it's, it's next week. week. Yeah, next week in Indy. 
February 26th to March 4th. Yeah. The the combine. Oh, damn. You, they went from franchise tag day on Tuesday, which there's no mistake why they did it on Tuesday following President's Day and All-Star Weekend. Then they have, you have your March 1 cuts that are going to be happening. Teams are already doing that. So they're clearing the deck for salary cap space Pour moving for, forward. For Jamal Adams. There's going to be a ton of guys. Big names are going to hit the free agent pool that's already Khalil loaded. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Hell, there's conversations that, because Mack and Bosa each account for like over 30, I think it's 36 and 38 million against the cap. That's $75 million that those two guys are uh, a part of the, uh, part of the overages in the Chargers cap space. Dude, they're going to part with one of them. Mm. And Mac just had 17 sacks. Come on, Khalil. Bosa's always injured. Buddy. Come on, Khalil. I think you, you don't know if you can have takebacks on mm. that one. Don't know if you can have takebacks on. on that one. All right. <clears throat> wow. We went so far over, this segment's already over. There you go. We're already done for just today. Like that. That'll do it for us on the Wednesday. Up next, you got four hours of power. Isaac Rop is back in the building from Indeed. Vegas. He did not get arrested, as far as we know, in mm. Vegas. Um, but the tales he will regale from Las Vegas, Nevada. Coming up next, four hours of power from their mouth to your ears. It's primetime with Isaac and Suk right here on The Fan. Remember, Las Vegas extradites. Bye. Who's a good boy? <laughs> Gotta hit you guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.